Uh, hey, you remember the package, you know, you're supposed to send me? Um, yeah, we got a problem. Uh, it was a gas. Hi, everyone. Hello. It's me. It's Vince. It's your host, man. And I'm also here with... Me, your special guest man. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. That's good. There's a special reason I've asked you here today, oh. Kyle. It's because your mother and I are getting divorced. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, this is four years of this <laughs> tomfoolery. Hello. <laughs> if this is your first episode, welcome. If this is your 208th, welcome. Uh, welcome back. I, you know, I don't have anything planned. I genuinely don't. I don't have anything special planned. This isn't the fourth birthday of the show, but it's four years consecutively of programs coming out. Uh, I believe the birthday's on like June 14th or uh, Jan July. <coughs> July. <laughs> I just said all of them before June, I said July. It's like July, July 14th or 15th. Jan, June, fly foreverary. Yeah, it's it's like I think this episode will come out, and then like another episode will come out, and then it'll be the fourth birthday. But this is four years, if that makes sense. Time's weird. Oh well, we had to account for at least a ye a leap year. I almost said a yeep year. <laughs> Kyle. Kyle, I gotta yeah. stop doing ketamine before we start. Um, <laughs> Anyway, welcome to episode 208, four whole years. Did you know that the U.S. hates women? Did you? Did you know that? Okay, so Kyle, I don't know how much you're going to want to talk about this. Sure, let's talk about it. I don't think you have... I don't know. I don't... Don't take this the wrong way, but I don't think you have a huge opinion on this. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in the sense of like, I feel like you have an opinion on this and you're very much like, I want to keep that to myself. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. I mean, but we live in a shitty country. So there you go. Hell yeah. Got it on tape. Uh, yeah. Hi, we're the, the first third world country. Um, we're not even like a second world country. My favorite tweet is the U S is a third world country wearing a Gucci belt. Uh, we hate women, not me, but like a collective. We old people. hate women. Old people, in this hate country. women. old people hate old people, hate women, old white men. I think there's like one black dude on the Supreme court, but mm -hmm. old people hate women. Um, and that's not good. I'm not going to sit here and talk about whether or not you should have an abortion or shouldn't have an abortion but you making abortions illegal is the same thing as having all of the drugs illegal you have now made a black market every once in a while i see a tweet that says congratulations to the war on drugs for winning the war on or i'm sorry congratulations to drugs for winning the war on drugs i live in a state where billions of dollars every year uh, tax dollars are contributed by legal marijuana. Uh, it has lowered other substance abuse. And as Kyle and I both know, the East Coast is riddled with heroin, riddled with Oxycontin, pills, Xanax, all that shit. And there is, Kyle, we talked about it a couple episodes ago. There is a school shooting or a mall shooting, a shooting on a large scale happening. What feels like every single day. There's a, uh, you know how they do like the old time, like newspaper cartoons. The mm -hmm. political ones. I saw one that was like a bunch mm -hmm. of dead kids on the ground. And he's like, well, at least they weren't fetuses. <laughs> That's good. That's like. Mm. <laughs> I I I hate living here. I I, do. We have old people that control I, us. Yeah, we have people that are out of touch. They're Kyle, to quote Hall and Oates, <laughs> they're out of touch and they're out of time. Mm. That song is so good. Can so you put good. that on? 
I, we can't because can we're you put, in, Can you put hollow notes? Oh, that's right. We can't. Damn, we used to listen to music in the background. I know. You're out of touch. I'm out of time. Watch me get DMCA'd for that. Oh, that's... I fucking love hollow notes. Anyway, old people suck. Yeah. <laughs> and... Every, um, most people suck. <laughs> most like, people uh, suck. Uh, but I hate the old. Yeah. It's weird because, like... You know how Hunter S. Thompson... Oh, go, go, go. No, no, I was going to say, Please, like, sorry. Like, I gotta understand, like, oh, I don't want that baby to die in her belly, but it's like, are you going to take care of that baby? No. Are you going to be worried mm-hmm. about that baby growing up? No. So why do you care about that baby not dying or surviving when you'll never see it ever yeah, in your life? And, and uh, you know how many people are going to rent hotel rooms and try to abort a baby themselves? Well, and you got arrested and, for that now. And and you know why? Because of the 19th. I think it's the 19th Amendment. It's it's I'm 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 always off with the amendments, but it's pretty much the amendment that says if you get arrested for a felony, they take away your ability to own a gun and your ability to vote. And there's a couple other things in there that they take away, and it pretty much more or less is like a legal slavery. Getting pregnant at a young age keeps you poor. Don't get it twisted. Like, never get it twisted. The U.S. seems like a completely divided nation because of race. And we kind of are. But what it really is is class struggle. That's all Mm -hmm. everything comes down to. They didn't kill MLK because... They didn't kill Martin Luther King Jr. because he said black and white is equal. They killed him when he said poor white people and black people are in the same boat. Then they took him down because they knew if that message got out and that message became a big deal, then it was over. It has nothing to do with race and has everything to do with your money and is instilled in us in such a young age that women are worthless, people that are any shade darker than khaki are worthless, that I was talking about someone talking about this with someone at work. We're so racist in this country that Mexicans have a slur about them that's about how hard they work. Like, Mexican people, people that speak the Spanish language, South American people, are the hardest working people I've ever seen in my life. And in America, we make fun of them for that. The same country where you can pull yourself up by your bootstraps and become a billionaire... But you have to take advantage of hundreds, if not thousands, if not tens of thousands of people to get to that position. I want to move off of this because I don't want this to be the political hour. Well, if we can move off to it and I got a good transition. um, I saw Elvis. Okay. I just want to say one thing. Oh, Oh, damn. Can I just say one thing before we talk about Elvis? This was a country that was founded on... The separation of church and state. And this country is incredibly Christian. Mm -hmm. Every branching of Christian. Christianity, Catholicism, Protestants. Hey everyone. So at this point, I kind of lost the plot. I'll be completely honest with you. I was just kind of going off because I hadn't really talked about this issue until now. Until uh, the recording of this episode. Um... What I'm pretty much getting at here is that, you know, church and state should be separate. Because someone believes a certain thing doesn't mean that everyone else has to abide by your rules. That's pretty much the gist of it. That and tax churches, because why not? More or less. I, I kind of got away from it. I got a little preachy. I got a little preachy to the point where Kyle was like, yo, uh, you want to you wanna maybe calm down there, Holden? So... This is just me filling in. Uh, I'm probably dancing around. I looked very angry. I can tell because I was I was heated. I was in the mill. I was in the moment. I was having I was having a moment. Uh, so I'm gonna just cut most of this out. There might be some of it that is salvaged. I don't know. Um, but if I did this correctly, here's a really bad transition into Kyle wanting to talk about the Elvis movie. All right, enjoy the rest of the episode. I love you. Thank you for four years. Bye, Kyle. How was Elvis? Uh... <laughs> Uh, Elvis was good. <laughs> Elvis was good. <laughs> Tell us about it, Kyle. Um, <laughs> it, it was good. It was good. Um, I liked it. Uh, I liked the guy who directed because he directed uh, Great Gatsby, which I really loved. Um, oh, really? Did, that, Did it feel like you Gatsby? could tell? Like some of the shots and like 
Uh-huh. You could definitely tell it was like that way. And then like he was him. He likes to mix like old music with like newer people. So I think like they had like. Did I lose you? No, no. They had. um you go. Sorry. Um, Hound Dog. And they kind of mixed Elvis singing it with Doja Cat singing it. And they kind of yeah. had like they, he he likes to do that thing. I don't I don't I don't care. I don't listen to that th- like that music. So that's my not my style of music. Um, I like her stuff. I like her. Like they did that, and um, it was good. It was good. They they definitely focused a lot more of his early years, where it was like him and jazz, and like you know, don't shake on stage and all that. You know. Mm. Is there a part that like shows him stealing from black people? Uh, no. Like, does he does he go to like a black church and he's like writing it down? He's like, this is what I got to do. Uh, no, they show a, like him going to one and like just like listen to music and like shaking and like all that. Cool. Um, it was it was told by yeah, it, my mom. The, it was more like told through like the colonel's perspective of like this man's gonna make me mm-hmm. rich and like I didn't kill him. And, like, that was, like, the whole, like, how it was, like, shown, shot. Like, it was the colonel talking about him. I want to die like Elvis. Not, like, on drugs, but on the toilet. (laughs) Like, (laughs) that's how I want to go. Like, I want to go happy. He wasn't happy. Just on the toilet and just. No, I mean, yeah, I know. He was numb. But, Yeah. I'm happy you enjoyed it because my mom loves Elvis, like loves Elvis. Like she grew up with that. Uh, It was old when she grew up with it, but she grew up with it because she grew up with my great grandma. Mm -hmm. So her grandmother. uh, And she played that for her all the time because that's what my my grandmother was born in 1919. My great grandmother. So she was there for the start of it and all that stuff. And so I, I keep hearing you said something was good. Uh, King Fan Man is a huge Elvis fan. I I think I follow him on Twitter. I saw a tweet from him. Doja Cat. I just I just like Doja Cat. You got to see her cover of Shoddy Wanna Fuck." Oh my God, is it good? Uh, just you know, uh, you I think like her music is just they, genuinely like. Hmm. You would like it because uh, like I got and they focused on like his roots of like it came from jazz and like blues and like that mm-hmm. and like BB King's in yeah. it. Um. Ooh. Uh, I can't remember something. Is Chubby Checker in it? Who? Mama. A black uh, woman? The mamas and the papas? Who sang uh, Nothing But Hound Dog first? The original. I don't. You know who would know? Alex? Yeah, Alex. I, I talked yeah. to him about it. <laughs> it was Chubby Checker in it? No. They had. Um, oh. Chubby Checker's real name is Chubby's. Rosetta Tharp is the one that sang that. They had Little Richard in it. Oh. Big Mama Thorne is the one that also helped. Mm. But, like, yeah, they focus more on, like, all his younger stuff before he got sent to war. Yeah. And, like, all that. And, like, yeah. And I want to. Uh, do they talk about him in the movies? Like, him yeah. doing films? When he came home, they showed it. It cool. was, like, how they did in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, where it was, like, uh, thing in the movie, really? and it was just it was Leonardo DiCaprio in the movie of the actual movie, and like how it would fit in. I, they did that with like a bunch of shots of with him. You know who narrates that, right? Once Tom upon Hanks. a time. Oh no, sorry. Uh, no, no, what? No, Kurt Russell. Okay. Yeah, I love Kurt Russell. I love the thing. Um, yeah. Kyle, I bought a thing poster. Sorry, nice. just because I said the thing. I bought a poster. <laughs> so it's for it's for my back wall. I have Godzilla, uh, the original 54 Godzilla Clockwork Orange, and now the thing. Nice. And I don't know what I'm buying next, but sorry. No, Go no. on. No, it was good. It was good. Um, yeah. I'm happy you enjoyed yeah. it. I wish – I was kind of hoping when I was home last it was out mm-hmm. then because I wanted to take my mom to see that instead of fucking Jurassic World. We went and but, they, they're having a problem with the projector. So there's a bunch of old people too there waiting to see it. Um, <laughs> so, I was surprised you saw it. Honestly, I never took you as an Elvis man. I, I don't have a problem with Elvis. It was the fact that it was being directed by the person who directed my the great Gatsby movie. Guy. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, the they yeah. came out and said, "Hey, the projector 
wasn't working really, so we gotta wait 30 minutes till the, the current movie is finishing up. Then we're gonna come in and clean, and then you can sit down. So, 30 minutes passed, the projector guy left, opened the door, and all the old people took it as, we're gonna go sit down. And as soon as they started going in, oh, the guy no. who was supposed to clean, we saw him like going like, oh, I know, because we weren't going in. And he's like, seriously? Yeah. So the lady who also worked there, a young lady, uh, they went in and we started walking in. She's like, oh, Did you get her name? hey, we have to fix her. Uh, huh? No, keep going. <laughs> keep going. Sorry. I don't know what she said. <laughs> don't worry. Just um, keep going. They, she said that they have to fix the screen or resize or whatever. Can you all leave? And like, oh, Can some, you leave? Of them, some of the people are like, Rah. and they shut the door oh, behind you remember them. the fight I got in? You remember the fight no. I got in with the old people when we saw Joker? Oh, yeah, yeah. She's like, if you can call that a movie. God. Um, yeah, so they walked out, and I'm, I said to my mom, like, you know they just said that so they can clean. Yeah. And the, the old people are like, oh, they're probably not doing anything with the projector. Why do they have to do that? I'm like, uh, you know, I I said this out loud to them. Like, well, they asked you uh, before going in that they're going to clean, and a bunch of people were like, they didn't say that. I'm like, yeah, they clearly said that they were going to clean. They didn't say that. And I'm 90. I hear what I want and then to. The one lady was like, anybody hear reviews? And I clearly said, oh, it doesn't matter what reviews say. Don't look at reviews. You should have your own opinion. I told him that. On what? The movie yeah. or the theater? No, nope, the movie. She goes, oh, I wanted to see if it was number one. I'm like, it doesn't matter. Make your own opinion. I told her that. Every movie's number one. Every single movie. Dude, watch I a commercial. Every commercial. The number one movie in America. Yeah. They're, you know how I, I just went on a rant about how much I hate old people. I want to go the way Hunter S. Thompson did. Turn 69 and said, I'm out. I'm done. But I'm happy that you liked it. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. other than you and a few other people, I haven't heard anything about it. And I really like biopics. Yeah. Uh, I like documentaries to begin with, but I like biopics. I really like the Biggie one. That one's a little too... It's a little too... It, like, sucks its own dick because Puffy put a lot of money, his own money into it, if I remember correctly. So the whole movie makes Puffy look like the hero, too, instead of just a story about Biggie. Like, the NW... I have the NWA movie on Blu-ray, and I never opened it. Um, That one's really good, but they totally gloss over the part where Dr. Dre beats women. Which, understandable, Dre put a lot of his own money into it. Did you ever see the Johnny Cash movie with Joaquin Phoenix? No. It's apparently really good. Like, he took singing lessons for, like, six months or a year Mm. to learn how to sing like Johnny Cash. Yeah, the guy that plays... Elvis in this, like, like I guess he went in like full, like depression after the movie just because like wow, it overtook him like, ha- like just being in Elvis's mind. You know what I mean? Yeah, but uh, that's awesome. Should I? Are you, I mean, it's not I, awesome. I spoil the ending. What? No, say it. now you got to say it. No, 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 no the no. ending of the movie. Nah. Don't ruin <laughs> that's another I mean, thing. I know- Hold on. That was the other thing I was going to tell the old people when they're asking our reviews. I'm like, spoiler alert. I was going to say, spoiler alert. He dies at the end. <laughs> <laughs> Did he eat a peanut butter and bacon uh, and mayonnaise sandwich? I don't I don't know. I, okay. That's like I a thing. Know. That's like a big thing without. There's actually a donut. If you ever come out here, Kyle, I'm taking you to this donut place that slaps. It's like a few miles from me. Uh, they have a donut that, like, every time I. When I. When my family came out here, I uh, got that for my mom because she loves, like I said, she loves Elvis. It's a peanut butter, chocolate, bacon, banana donut. And it's incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. But that was like his thing. Like when he got fat, he was eating that all the time. Yeah. What's that? What'd you say? No, I was going to say the ending was, was... Pretty nice. It, I won't spoil it, but it, it was a nice, yeah, 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 nice thing. It like, it doesn't rewrite history. No, no. It was like, hey, cool. Elvis, you know, changed generation. This is when he died and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. then they showed like footage, you know, actual footage. I can just imagine all those baby boomers like, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, he's dying. <laughs> God. God. Carl, I have something else I wanted to talk about. Um, it's a little depressing. Um, 
This is such a fun episode. Yay! Four years. Ha ha. Woo! R. Kelly's going to jail for 30 years. I, that's all I really want to say. I don't really want to talk <laughs> about it anymore than that, to be completely honest. Did he He's going to jail you? for 30 years. Uh, no. Drip, drip, drip. <laughs> Did you ever see that? Did you ever see the Chappelle show skit where they make fun of R. Kelly? No, I only on you, know that from a scary you, movie. On you. Trip, trip, trip. Oh, really? Yeah, when she's sleeping in the car and she's like, R. Kelly, please don't pee on me. <laughs> nah, dude. Trapped in the closet still slaps. You know, he like he would write about knowing that what he was doing was wrong. Like, he's like, my mind's telling me no. Isn't that where she's, like, texting on, texting on, like, No, that's, uh, oh, jeez, who is that? That's the other, one of the other girls from Destiny's Child. Where she's texting on, like, a. On, um, like, Excel. Not Excel, yeah, on Excel. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 R. Kelly, he wrote, I I believe I could fly for Space Jam. Mmm. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, I only seriously, know the Weird Al version of it going, like, going to the drive-through. But you go to the drive-through, Kai yeah. son, trapped in the closet is so good. I was like genuinely listening to the first. It's like a thirty-three part series of like songs, <laughs> but like it starts off with like him cheating on his wife, and then the girl's house that he's at, the guy comes home, and then. The guy, like the the girl, the girl that he cheated with, had a husband, but the husband was cheating on the wife with a man. And then he calls his house. R. Kelly calls his house, and then you find out that a man was at his house, and his wife was cheating on him. So then they go back home. He goes back to his house and like gets pulled over by a cop, gets a speeding ticket, then has sex with his wife, and then he's like, "Bitch." <laughs> like, like, I know somebody was in my home. <laughs> Dude, it's wild. It's crazy. Like, and then, like, they go to some other guy's house and, like, a little person walks out. And he's just like, I've been sleeping with your wife. <laughs> like, then there's a whole point where, like, R. Kelly's wife's brother is like an ex gang member and he's got to sell drugs and it like, dude, it's 33 pieces of just immaculate storytelling and it's fucking sucks. The whole thing is awful, but it's like, it's, ah, I don't know how to explain it because like the rhyme schemes are so bad. (laughs) Like it's so basic. Like, there's a point in like the second, the first or second episode was like, bitch, I'm going to count to four. <laughs> like who the fuck counts to four? <laughs> like, you know, you know what I mean? Like, like, I'm not even upset that like, it's so wacky ass that he's cheating on his wife and the, this woman's cheating on her husband. And then the dude who comes home, comes home with a, another man. I'm more upset. I'm like, who the fuck counts to four? Like when I was a kid, if my parents were like, I'm going to count to four, I think I would have just laughed and walked away. Like, you know how that just instills so much fear in you? I'm going to count to three. But if my mom was like, Vincent, I'm going to count to four. <laughs> Why are you taking an extra step? Like, Dude, it's, I think they go to a strip club at one point and like the further the series goes on, the sillier it gets. So like there's points where like, he'll be like, and then my phone rang and then like the phone, like the rest of the song just comes out of the phone for like 30 seconds. Click. Like, and like, there's a one part that I, I think about all the time. It was, whoa. And that's all I could say was, whoa. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so, like, it's so dumb. Like, it's so, I remember, like, seeing it. I want to say it was, like, on IFC or something when I was a kid. And, like, having watched it on YouTube and then it was on TV and I made my mom sit down. I was like, this is the biggest piece of shit i've ever watched it's but like it's it's good like it's so bad it's good and if you're gonna watch it find the video seriously watch like the short film about it because like they use shitty green screen they shoot everything on like four different sets and and he said he said if he got if he was innocent he would release more trapped in the closet (laughs) and like we'll never get it and fine he was an abuser who's a piece of shit there when I had Kyle, you remember when I had my concussion? Yeah. 
the Do documentary. I want to uh, barely. <laughs> uh, I want to say. Like two, three weeks into me having the concussion, the documentary came on like VH1 or something. And I remember it was like a big deal. And my mom was like, we got to watch this. So I'm there concussed out of my face watching this. And he couldn't read. He was illiterate. R. Kelly could not read, right? And one of his ex-wives or girlfriends or what have you was sitting there and she's like, they're making me sign this paperwork that they're saying he wrote. Robert, you cannot read. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think about that woman getting upset, just making fun of him for being illiterate. Like, just, just, just the, the the pain, the genuine pain in her eyes and her voice of being like, Robert, you can't fucking read. Like, she's just so. <laughs> and like every woman in his life is like, Robert, I'm gonna teach you how to read, and he's like, the quick brown fox ran over the lazy. Oh, girl. You like piss? Like, it's... Oh, dude. Watch. I'm going to end on this. Dave Chappelle once said as R. Kelly, Haters want to hate. Lovers want to love. I don't even want none of the above. I want to piss on you. Piss on you, I pee on you, I piss on you. Trip, trip, trip. Ah, oh, dude. <laughs> you want to get into the lore? Sure. Dude, yeah. I don't know what this podcast is. A little while ago, I listened to the first episode. It's like me and Aubrey, like, hey, hey, welcome, Fallout. I just ranted about nothing for half an hour. Let's actually talk about Fallout for a little bit. You ready? Mm-hmm. All right, before we do that, we have to get into the, we have to do the Patreon quick. Thank you to the Patreon. Thank you for supporting this for this tomfoolery. If you've been here since we started the Patron, or if you just got here a little while ago, if you're an old listener, a new. This has been going on for four years. I do not know what this episode has devolved into, but I love you because you're here. Starting from the top, we have to thank the OG Noah. Thank you noah after noah we have to thank danny thank you danny after danny we have to thank marcus thank you marcus and last but certainly not least we have to thank tp thank you tp thank you guys i love you i love i appreciate the support so much but now we have to get on to the lore now the real meat and potatoes of this show the lore, Fallout, my favorite thing in the universe. I actually found out there's a girl I work with, don't get excited, Kyle. There's a girl I work with who's like super into Fallout and I had no clue. Oh. And like somehow it came up and then she was like, well, I really like Fallout 4. I'm like, yeah. And I was like, have you played the other ones? And she's like, I've played a little bit of New Vegas. I'm like, yeah, what else? And then I'm like, <laughs> like I'm getting like, I'm like overwhelmed with excitement. I'm like what, what, what DLC did you like for 4? Who's your favorite character? What was the end for you? Like, I got to wipe my face. <laughs> I'm sweating, Kyle. I'm sweating. I, I, I do believe I have the vapors. <sighs> this has been a fun episode. Don't, don't so scare far, away Bob. now with your Fallout lore. <laughs> Someone, I was saying something about the music I listened to, and this dude looks at me. He's like, "No, Vince, you're scaring the hoes. You can't play a whole MF Doom album in front of them." And I was like, "If I bring a girl home and she doesn't understand and appreciate." The complexity and the idiosyncratic nature of King Ghidra's Take Me to Your Leader, I don't fucking want her. <sighs> but Kyle, I asked the question in the Discord. Kyle, you like Discord, don't you? I do. Good. Do you, would you would you at home listening? We got to talk about Fallout. Would you at home like to talk to Kyle directly? Join the Discord and say hello to Papa. Okay, everybody. I ask a question in the Discord once a week. This one I asked two weeks ago, I think, and it was, what's a number between 1 and 15? And after much deliberation, much controversy, much talking about it, we came to the conclusion by Dylan Rod. I was, I was correct. It was Dylan Rod. Spelled in all capitals, so it's Dylan Rod! So today's lore comes to you from Dylan Rod. And what Dylan Rod wanted to hear 
was about the NCRCF, the New California Republic Correctional Facility. And if you'd like to hear any lore from Fallout, and I mean any lore at all, all you have to do is make sure you're in the Discord and once a week, I will ask a question in the lore question channel. The first person to get the question right gets to pick the lore for the week. And by way of Dylan Rod, this lore is on the New California Republic Correctional Facility. The New California Republic Correctional Facility, or the NCRCF for short, was a once, a once NCR occupied area, a corrections facility, that is now occupied and run by powder gangers. There are some things I'm going to get into in just a moment. There's actually something really interesting. There's a lot of lore on the NCRCF from Powder Gangers and pre-war stuff that's considered non-canon but makes complete sense. So along the I-15, the Long 15, uh, the Powder Gangers started to attack settlements, workers, especially in places like Sloan, which I'll get to later, uh, and, and traders all up and down I-15. And... Uh, they raided Sloan at one point, stealing a large cache of dynamite from them. That's kind of how they got the moniker of the Powder Gangers used dynamite, is from this huge amount of explosives they stole out of Sloan. Now, Sloan is a town that is connected pretty much directly to Quarry Junction. Snuffles the Mole Rat is in Sloan. I forget the fella's name offhand, but he's like, hey, don't go there. There's a bunch, don't go towards Quarry Junction. There's a ton of Death Claws that away. And the reason why the Death Claws have kind of nestled in Quarry Junction is because of the Powder Gangers. When they took the, D the, the dynamite, the TNT, the workers in Sloan for Quarry Junction couldn't get in there and blow spots up for the quarry. Uh, they kind of had to take a bit of a respite away from it. And because of that, the Death Claws came in and now it's like that. And that one Cazador hive that's like on your way to New Vegas that are hell, that are miserable areas to occupy. Now, this next bit of lore is considered non-canon. And it's considered non-canon. I, I have the Fallout New Vegas official game guide on my shelf of Fallout stuff, right? So in there, it talks a little bit about the NCRCF. I also like to point out real quick how everybody says NCRCF. Everybody has their own way of saying it. Some people say NCRCF. I, I like the NCRCF. This is considered non-canon because it's in the book, but it makes sense to me, and I wouldn't not consider it canon. Before the war, Gene Conservancy, it was an all-female, low-security prison. Makes sense. There's only like two cell blocks. There's one guard tower. It's not a big place. When under NCR command, it was used to house work-release prisoners. These work-release prisoners were pretty much in charge of maintaining the rail system that went from the Boneyard to New Vegas. That's L.A. to Vegas. That's huge. But because of the war uh, for the dam, the Legion, the NCR war, more and more of the troops were being called out of the NCRCF and to the Colorado River to protect the dam, to protect the line, to make sure that no Legion were passing through. This is one of the reasons believed why the Powder Gangers staged the coup that they did. There was weakened forces at the NCRCF. Now, a man, Samuel Cook, he was a Powder Ganger. He was their original leader that was in the NCRCF. He gathered weapons and explosives before attacking NCR on this base. Again, this is all still considered non-canon, but makes a ton of sense because it came out of the book. He blasted through walls to kill the warden and absolutely took over and overwhelmed any NCR there. They made their own new ruling orders, and then Cook took refuge inside of Vault 19. That's all I have inside of my notes, so I'm going to check the wiki real quick. Just so you know, I get all of my lore off of fallout.fandom.com. The NCRCF is so small that it only really has a visitor center, the administration building, uh, the cell block A and cell block B. They have the prison yard. They have the cell blocks, like I said, the administration building. Some of the notable loot here is you can find a Sunset Sarsaparilla Star bottle cap. You can find Powder Charge Schematics Line Congressional Style. The three quests you can do here is I Fought the Law, uh, a kind, My Kind of Town, and Eddie's Emissary. 
Some notes that are here, if the player character becomes vilified with the Powder Gangers, they will not be able to enter the facility without its inhabitants turning hostile. If they are wearing Powder Ganger clothing, Dawes will still talk to them and accept the bribe, but he turns hostile when the player gets any closer. They can kill him without incurring the wrath of the other gang members and enter the facility. However, Carter and the Powder Ganger bodyguards in the Warden's office will still be hostile. The facility is also under observation from the Brotherhood of Steel. A Brotherhood scout ob observing the prison could be found as a part of the quest still in the dark. If one fol if follows the I Fought the Law quest line, they are then given the chance to storm the base with the NCR, help the Powder Gangers defend against the NCR. The leader of the local Powder Gangers, Eddie, will be killed if one sides with the NCR or can be saved if they help the Powder Gangers. Even after siding with the NCR and retaking the prison, the alarm will continue to sound. The location is ideal for player housing, particularly during hardcore mode. There are beds, storage containers, a water pump, campfires, and a workbench. Wow, I would have never thought of that. Stealing chems on the tables in the warden's office gives the player character infamy with the powder gangers if they are all dead. Oh wow, even if they're all dead. Cool. The NCR Correctional Facility is based on the real-life location of Southern Nevada Correctional Center, an abandoned prison in Gene, Nevada. Each of the Powder Ganger's snipers have an entry of Cond Vault Security Armor Helmet in their inventory, but the list is empty and it is legacy content from Fallout 3. And if the list were to be restored, it would result in snipers wearing Vault 101 Security Helmets. Cool. There's a bunch of pictures probably on screen behind me of the NCRCF, some signage, maybe a powdered ganga or two. That's pretty much everything I have to say on that. And that, my friends, is the lore. All right, pal, for the third and five, this has been a heavy episode. I know. I'm sorry. A lot has happened. I didn't think I'd have this much to say about piss and the government <laughs> and Elvis, but... Something came to me at work. Someone came up to me and had a very important question to, to, for, to me at work. And I never thought about this. And now I feel like I see life in a completely different light. And I, I want to get your take on this, Papa. You ready? Mm -hmm. Are you standing by chance? No. Okay. I was going to say if you're standing. I I'm stand laying down. I'm super tired. You're laying down? Oh, yeah. that's right. Um, well, good thing you're laying down. Is... <laughs> Is Kool-Aid a juice? I mean, sure. No, no, no. I mean, like, seriously, like, I don't just want to cop out, like... Well, I mean, like, if something's else, a juice... But if something's a juice, that means you have to juice a fruit. Like, like, juicy juice. You know what I mean? Like, if I wanted orange juice, you have to squeeze some oranges. Appled juice. Pineappled juice. Guava juice, papaya fruit juice. Like uh, I, I don't think all of those are like actually. No, like no, 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 no. It's not. It's not hundred percent artificial. No, no, no. Yeah. No, no, but still, there's still there's still juice in there. There's probably a ton of water and additives. Absolutely, but like, what is Kool Aid? Juice. Is it juice? I mean, you can't be you anything else. You would say Kool Aid is juice. It, well, what well, else would you call maybe it? it's just drink. <laughs> drink it's drink. Because what are you gonna call it? Purple, orange, red, blue? Like drink. Juice. It's drink. It's not a juice. Juice implies that it comes from something. Right, hold on. What like, else Kyle, do you if, consider if you, drink? I don't know. That's the thing. I like Sunny D. Maybe like Sunny That's D doesn't juice. have any. I don't think it has any orange in it. Yeah, I, but I think it's it just artificial. tastes like. Yeah, but even like Tropicana has enough like ketchup in the states at least can have like enough rat shit and fur in it. Like if it's less than two percent, they don't have to like label that there's rat shit and fur in the ketchup. This right? is like this so is like a cereal a soup. Fuck, well, we were going to get to that. We were going to, yeah. I want to talk about all of these okay, things because okay. I opened right, Pandora's right. box. So, like, Tropicana, you buy it, it says contains 5% fruit juice. So, what's the other 95%? Fructose, 
fake sugars, more fru- which is more fructose, dyes, cancer, AIDS. Like, what's in these juices? So what does that then make? So like part of me is with you that is like Kool-Aid is a juice because Tropicana is only 5% orange orange to be orange juice. So like it's and like it can't be a soft drink because a soft drink. Kyle, can you Google what makes something a soft drink? Sure. You know what? I'll do it. I'll have Siri okay. do it. I know I you're mean, laying I down. I know have, you have an arms right now is kind of a problem. Yeah. I don't have the ability to, you know. What makes something a soft drink? According to Encyclopedia Britannica, soft drink, any of a class of non-alcoholic beverages, usually but not necessarily carbonated, normally containing a natural or artificial sweetening agent, edible acids, natural or artificial flavors, and sometimes juice. So I think Kool-Aid might be a soft drink. That's a lot. <laughs> Consider for so, a soft drink. No. <laughs> I, I, so the thing was at, at work when we were talking about this, I was like 99% sure that soft drink implied carbonation, right? Right. Which I didn't understand why. Why is a soda called a soft drink? I don't like soda because it's hard. Like that <clears throat> makes sense, right? Like if I told – Kyle, if I told you water tastes round, you know what I mean, right? <laughs> I, yeah, like that I makes do, sense yeah, to you, right? Do. Like that makes I sense, right? Do. Okay. Yeah. So, like, water tastes round, soda tastes hard. Like, it tastes rough. Like, that's why I don't like soda. Like, soda's great when it's not carbonated. The only real carbonation I like every now and again is a Dur Pepper or a gingered ale. But, like, other than that, I'm not... Every once in a while, I gotta have a Sprite. Like, I gotta have one of those, like, little six-ounce cans of Sprite. You know what I mean? Like, those little ones just to, like, wet my whistle. Why don't you get, like, a McDonald's Sprite... Cause I I want my teeth. Cause I don't I do you see that popping around all the time? Everybody's bringing McDonald's yeah. right now. It's like big meat. Dude, McDonald's right? If you have if you have crabs or herpes, you could pour that on your junk and it would kill it. Like it would get rid of it. <laughs> that's that's the closest thing in America we have to free healthcare. Acid. It's McDonald's Sprite. Is just it's it's battery acid. It's so strong. It's so fucking viscous. And it's like so. All right, so. Kool-Aid might be a soft drink, right? Okay. And you brought it up earlier. Is cereal a soup? Yes, no. Yes. I really want to talk about this. Okay, why? Because I'm with you. Uh, I forgot what the reason was. I think it's what classifies soup is uh, something liquid with stuff in it. If I recall, I forgot what the argument Kyle, was. Kyle, that's what my stomach is. <laughs> that's a shitty argument. I would say I, it's closer uh, to a stew. I don't remember it's what It's a the cold you... stew, but I'll give a you stew. soup. Because think about it. Like, I think a soup is like, like you have a base liquid and then you add to it where a stew is kind of everything mm-hmm. together cooked. You know what I mean? So I would say it's more of a stew just right. because it's. I use my flavoring tongue to the type water. into Google. Uh, yeah, yeah. I said, what is considered soup? And it says, soup is a uh-huh. primary liquid food, generally from warm or cold, but may be cool or cold that is made by combining ingredients. Yeah, but, okay, that makes sense. Cool or cold. Like, I didn't question the heat of it, because did you ever have yeah, gazpacho? Yeah, yeah. No. It's a cold but, soup. I, like, that's yeah. the way it's served. Is like, yeah. So I didn't think anything of it. But, like, so what makes a stew? Uh, watch it's like a stew needs to have beef and carrots and celery i bet you any amount of money i i'm sorry kyle you don't have arms right now i should be doing this i'll do it kyle i got what makes a stew according to pillsbury.com a stew's meat or vegetables are barely covered with cooking liquid and during cooking the liquid reduces to a gravy-like base that is sometimes thickened by flour, cornstarch, or a roux. Okay, so maybe it is closer to a soup. All right, so cereal's a soup. Okay? Mm-hmm. Can we agree on that, then? I can agree on that. Okay. Kyle, this one's going to piss a lot of people off. <laughs> okay. Hot dog. Okay. Hot dog. Is it a sandwich? Yes. Is it? A piece of meat between two pieces of bread. 
Okay. You're gonna you're gonna be upset with me, Kyle. You're gonna say it's not. It's a taco. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Now what's Tell considered me I'm what's considered a taco though? I'm only saying it's a taco because of the shape of the shape. thing that holds the schmied. Now that's it. Is because only, is, is it considered please. a taco because of the shell though? Yes, that's it. That's it. That's it. It's be- because of that. Because so every culture, be in my opinion, every what's that? Because the bun's not a shell. It's it's like a shell. See, here's my thing. Every culture has the same food, right? In yeah. Japan, they have dumplings. In uh, China, they have bao. In Xixing bao, I think is is the full name for it. My Mandarin's bad. Uh, like Italians have like the calzone or the stromboli, and then like like in Costa Rica, they had Spanish speaking countries. They have uh, empanadas, right? So it's like stromboli, calzone, empanadas. Um, the French have something that I'm I'm blanking on right now. White people, we have hot pockets. Like every culture has the same food repeated, right? Like right. Italy brought pasta to China and then China fucking went balls out. All Asian countries went balls out with noodles, right? And there's a big difference between between pasta and noodles. Huge difference. Uh, the way it's made, the way it's cooked, the way it's prepared, the way it's held, all that stuff. Everybody kind of has rice that's kind of a staple, right? All I'm saying is the white people version of a taco is a hot dog. <laughs> Do you disagree with this? Kyle? Yes. Yeah, I'm going to disagree. You do disagree. Okay. Do di- okay, why? Disagree with this one, yeah. Because I think what defines a taco is the hard shell, but you can have soft shell tacos, but they're not usually but in that shape. soft shell is traditional. Yeah, but they're usually soft not in that shape, Soft shell is traditional. Um, uh, okay, I, I see what you're saying, what defines like, a taco when I pick the taco up and a eat hard, it. a hard casing with stuff in it. I think that's what defines the taco is a hard casing. Which hot dog is not a hard casing. It's a soft casing with just a piece of meat. What do you mean a hard casing? You know the, the taco shell. Uh, I'm pretty – I could be wrong, but I think I think the, the hard shell is like a white people thing. I don't think that's a real Spanish, Mexican, and like Latino thing. I think that's like something that was invented in California. I You know what? Let's Let's just figure it out together. When was the hard shell taco invented? According to Wikipedia, the earliest references to hard shell tacos are from the early 1890s, and by the early 20th century, this style of taco was available in Mexican-American communities across the U.S. It didn't read the whole thing, but it says the, uh, oh no, developed in the U.S. right there. The hard (laughs) shell or crispy taco is a Mexican dish that developed in the United States. It's, It's some white people shit. Um, hot dogs or tacos? For uh, <sighs> I, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know if comparable. It's gonna make you look at a hot dog very differently next time you have one. <laughs> Incredible! Oh, dude, the Fourth of July is coming up. You're probably gonna oh, have a boy. hot dog on the fourth. You're gonna be like, uh, you're gonna sit there and look at it and go, he was correct. He was right. No, I'm gonna look at it and go, mm, my sandwich. Watch. My delicious sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, what do you put on a hot dog? I want to see if you're right or wrong. Uh, ketchup and onions. <sighs> you 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 brought it back with the onions. You're never supposed to put ketchup on a dog, Kyle. I don't. Mustard. I don't on. like mustard. I don't like mustard. No. I used to as a like a kid, but I just as I don't a little know. baby boy. Yeah, I usually I at one point I got it on stuff, but like I don't like mustard that much anymore. You cut out. What's that? I don't you like mustard. Out? Do you like brown mustard? I don't mustard? like mustard. I don't like any What about mustard? honeyed mustard? Not I even like honey honeyed? mustard. I like honey mustard, but it doesn't taste the same as regular <laughs> mustard. 
Oh, it's honey. Like my nutted Cheerio. (laughs) God, what time is it? It's almost nine o'clock here. Okay, everybody. Uh, Kyle, do you have any more food hot takes? This is a really good segue for a cookie thing. I was trying to think of when I could. Well, the only time you should pour milk before cereal is when you're going in for a second bowl. I, 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 um, Kyle, you brought this to my attention and I'd like to just take a moment and acknowledge what you said and reiterate that the process of getting cereal is bowl, cereal, milk, spoon, right? Mm-hmm. I'm so happy you said this. I forgot about this argument. This shouldn't be an argument. Who puts the milk first? But... Putting the milk versus like you getting in and putting your seatbelt on and getting out and then putting the baby in and strapping the baby in and then you getting back in. (laughs) Now you should only, you should have milk poured in when you go for your second bowl because the milk's already in there. So you can just put cereal. Well, no, if I'm getting a second bowl, I pour a little bit of milk because I ate a little bit of the milk. Mm -hmm. But there should, I don't. You know what I mean? Usually drink the milk from the cereal. Do you? You don't drink the no, cereal milk? Absolutely not. What? What do you mean absolute stop? Pause. <laughs> no. What do you mean absolutely not? No, that's gross. That's the that's the what the fuck? <laughs> what did you just say? I get myself a, a bowl of cereal with milk, and I also pour me a glass of milk, and I only drink that milk. Untainted regular milk. I am at a loss for words. I don't think we could be friends, Kyle. <laughs> you, you, wait, like, like all memes aside, you genuinely do this. I don't drink the you milk. You genuinely don't cereal. drink the milk no, out of the bowl. Absolutely not. Kyle, I don't even have a wall that I could put my arm against and like brace myself. We had back in the day the stupid cereal bowls with the straws attached to it. I didn't never. With the straw? Milk. No, never. I hated it. I need a longer mic cord so I could walk away. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Kyle. So th- that's the best. The best chocolate milk is from cereal milk. The, no, the f- Lucky Charms milk. milk. Get Shut up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, <laughs> Kyle. I have a bowl of cereal and I usually make my own chocolate milk. Kyle, do you eat ramen noodles? Uh, somewhat, yeah. Okay, do you drink the, the broth when you're done? Uh, depends sometimes. What do you fucking like, like the diapers? Will, what do you mean depends? Sometimes I will. Sometimes Why I won't. Why won't you? Why won't uh, you? Because I just don't want to drink a hot soup at the moment. I usually finish off my food with like a cold beverage. A cold beverage, she says. <laughs> yeah. You really eat a bowl of cereal with a glass of milk next to it. Yeah. That's some that's some sociopath <laughs> shit, Kyle. That's that's like you know when you see like like part of a complete breakfast and it's like a bowl of cereal, two eggs, toast, juice, water, milk, a fucking <laughs> three rails of coke. Like, you know what I'm talking about in those commercials where it's like mm-hmm. here's this big ass breakfast, there's waffles, ice cream, strawberries, bananas, a kiwi. Where the fuck are you getting a kiwi? you're laughing you're laughing (laughs) you think this is funny you're laughing (laughs) I yeah I wish I had an ice pick you had a what I I wish I had an ice pick to drill into my ears (laughs) after hearing that a large polo mallet Do you have any other <laughs> disgusting takes you want to share before I outro the show? Uh, huh. Are you into feet too, you freak? No. <laughs> oh, Kyle, you sounded so defeated when I said that. I'm joking. I'm sorry. Um, it's liking feet isn't that weird. It was a meme. Everybody chill out. Weird stuff. I don't know. Like. 
Do you, like... I know, because, like, you're, what are what are my weird food takes? I don't know. They're normal to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it was brought up today, but I like lettuce in, like, a salad, but I will not eat lettuce on any sandwiches or hoagies or anything. I hate it. Why is that? I just don't like them on there. Really? I'd rather I eat them in a salad, but I hate lettuce on, like, sandwiches. Hmm. Well... My lord and savior, Anthony Bourdain, said you should really only put three condiments on a burger, and it should never be ketchup, and it's like cheese, tomato. My go-to, if I'm having a cheeseburger, is um, just burger, cheese, pickles. That's like a, oh my god. I don't There's need so pickles much on hot sandwiches. On a, wait, a whole... <laughs> I, I hate a, I gotta take a knee. I gotta take a fucking <laughs> knee, dude. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. You don't eat pickles on hot sandwiches. Correct. Thus implying you'll eat them on cold. Uh, I don't eat them at all on sandwiches, but I would eat them after. Okay, okay, I can get back up. 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 Why don't you like them on sandwiches? I, I don't know. I just don't. They don't match the taste I'm looking for. You know what I mean? Like, it's like. I here's a delicious pickles. burger, and then here's a crunching, soury, sweet pickle. Yeah, I like that contrast. You know what I mean? I'm, I don't like that. How do you feel about pizza? What about like, how, just, just how do you feel about pizza in general? Like, Love okay, it. all right, that's all I need to hear. There's a place out here that you go there and you buy pizza, and it's not <laughs> fucking cooked. And they charge you as if it's cooked. And I was... <sighs> A friend told me about a pizza to try, so I did it the one night, where I put chili flakes and honey on it. On a regular pizza? Just a regular cheese pizza. Oh my god, that sounds delicious. I mean, hey, how you put you put crushed uh, red pepper flake? I have to ask again, but I think it was like, yeah, something like that, and like honey that sounds incredible actually i had a friend who worked at a burger king for a spell and uh they would put jelly whenever we went to like a fast food place or even a burger place they would always ask do you have jelly and the waiter be like why and he's like just answer the fucking question do you have jelly yes no and if they said yes he would put jelly on the burger all the time and i'm like where where does this come from are you high and just tried this and it was delicious and he's like no when we worked there there's a SpongeBob episode where they put mm. jelly on a burger and I thought of it and I wanted to try it. And he goes, it slaps, it's savory and it's sweet. And I've never tried it. See, I think at that point you're just tasting more of the jelly. So you're going to like it. You know what I mean? But there, there's too much on a burger. That's the like on a Burger King burger. I don't like when I get a burger, it's like, oh, here's cheese and lettuce and onion and tomato and two sauces. And then I put my French fries. I don't need all that. Like then I'm going to yeah. put jelly on it too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like I think. This has been a weird episode, Kyle. <laughs> the, the pickle thing I think comes from like I always get club sandwiches and like, like you know how when you go out to eat, Ooh. they usually put a pickle on the side. So that's usually my, side. my mindset of like I enjoy this more than it being on a sandwich. Like eating all my the yeah. burger and then at the end you know the cold pickle. The, yeah. Do you like pastrami? Uh, not really. No. When I uh, last time I was home a few weeks ago, I know we got to get out of here. I'm sorry, everybody, but we talked about Fallout for a bit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> when I flew home, there's like an eatery type place in Philly that my friend lives not far from, like maybe nine blocks. We took a walk, right? Maybe more, probably more. I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention. I was very tired. I was on for like 24 hours straight. We walked to this place and he goes, yo, I'm taking you to this one spot. It's real Jewish pastrami, like the good shit, right? Kyle, right. the sandwich, if I had a ruler with me, was like eight inches thick, my guy. Wow. On a marbled rye, right? Like just delicious. Just this perfect sandwich dripping with sauce and fucking coleslaw. And then my friend reaches in the bag and goes, yo. Check it out. This nice, hot, sticky, melt-in-your-mouth, come-in-your-pants, just delicious sandwich. And he goes in the bag goes, yo, they the Hebrews, they hooked it up with the pickle spear. I go, get the fuck out of here. Dude, it wasn't one. It wasn't two. But three. Uh, 
ah, ah, pickle spears. Oh my God, dude, I still think about that sandwich. There's a picture on screen of the sandwich because it was that good. Oh, fuck. Guys, thank you for being here. Thank you for being here for four years. I don't know what the show is anymore. I don't know. Um, it's Fallout adjacent. <laughs> but Kyle's here, and that's yeah. all that matters. Kyle, I hope everything going on with you right now fixes itself. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I don't really know. But I'm, I'm happy uh, that you came here. I'm happy that we got together. Happy four years. Not quite the birthday, but happy four years of doing this. Mm-hmm. I love you all very much. If you like... Oh, I was about to just say goodbye. If you like the intro music, it's by Shane Ivers. Links below to the Twitters. Mine, Kyle's, the show. Uh, the Discord. The Redbubble. The Patreon. Thank you to everybody. Seriously, thank you for being here. If you're a weekly listener, if you let them stock up. This show has gone through quite the metamorphosis. Quite the renaissance of its own. We started off in Olive's bedroom. Just the two of us. And now it's just me, and occasionally Kyle, in my own place in Colorado. And I don't, I don't like the mantra of it gets easier, because it doesn't. But you learn how to deal better. So thank you for being here. I love you very much. I will speak with you next week. Bye, Kyle. Bye. I'm a cookie. Atomic Radio Hour Podcast. A Gulman Entertainment Production.